Hi everyone, I'm Dee. And I'm Alex. And together, we're DNA. And you're listening to the DNA of Mindful Relationships podcast. Why is assertiveness important when communicating with others? Well, I'm not a mind reader, so it's important that you tell me what you need. Let's explore that in this week's episode, Assert Thyself. So, Dee, I'm not a mind reader, and so it's very difficult to understand what you might want if you don't express it to me. So I guess assertiveness is your ability to express to me what you want. Mm. Is that correct? That's correct. It's based on mutual respect and um, standing up for yourself, which is really important in any form of communication, whether it's in your relationship um, with your children uh, friends, your Work. workplace, definitely the workplace. Um, but it also means that you understand, uh, you know, what, you, what you're wanting, but also understand the rights of others. So I guess I haven't really considered assertiveness before because if I need something, I'll just say it or I'll ask for it. So is there something I'm not doing? Is it a conscious thing I need to do? Or is it the case that if you feel you're unable to ask for things that you want, then this thing called assertiveness is the tool that you need mm. to apply. Well, I think, Alex, it's perhaps where you're getting a bit confused is that you actually naturally do communicate in an assertive manner. So you're, you're doing it already. And it really is about creating a win-win situation. So you get to communicate what you need to say without stepping on the rights of others, without, um, without putting other people down, without attacking other people. So assertiveness, I guess, could have some connotations of being a forcible kind of approach or something. Is that what assertiveness is or is, is that more aggression? Well, when you use the word force, I think you're referring more to aggression. And I wanted to talk about um, the three aspects of this type of communication. So there's aggressive communication, which is more forceful, like you said, mm-hmm. and there's passive communication, which is, as, as the word states, it's the other extreme of being aggressive. And then we have assertive communication. And I want you to imagine a spectrum, a line, where on one end we have passive communication or passive style and on right on the other end is aggressive style of communication. And then directly in the middle would be assertive. So assertive is, is it a neutral thing or is it more a, like assertiveness to me sounds like, I mean, I know it's not a negative thing, but it sounds like it could be closer to the aggression side than it does to the passive side. Well, it's actually a balanced approach. So right. you use the word neutral, I would use the word balanced. So if we gave that line of that spectrum that I described um, a some numbers, passive being zero and aggressive being 10 on that line, on that continuum, then being assertive would be a five. 
So it's a nice balance between being kind and respectful and communicating your needs, but also um, being being able to stand up for your rights. Um, so it's a little bit of both without going to either extreme. And, you know, this is a thing that either extreme of any behaviour is dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. And I can't think of, I can't think of anything where you go to the extreme, and it's the best option. So being assertive is a nice balance. Uh, you're not hurting other people, and you're not hurting yourself. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So this is why it's really um, key to always try and achieve assertive communication particularly when it's, you know, really important to you. And it's really about standing up for yourself and your rights um, in a respectful manner. So, but it's not just what you say, it's also how you say it. So we'll have a look at that as well. Um, And it actually, when you communicate in in an assertive style, it gives you the best chance of achieving what you want, particularly with your boss. Yeah. (laughs) And that's really important. So there's a lot of confusion about being assertive versus being aggressive, like you mentioned. And let's have a look at aggressive forms of communication and people that come across as aggressive. Um, Aggressive people often have a need to win. So it becomes a win-at-all-cost situation. Um, They see hurting other people as a byproduct of what they want to achieve. So it's almost like... um, Collateral damage. Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. Mm. Oh, my God, you think alike. (laughs) We think alike. Um, And they also come across as attacking. So they're, you know, putting other people down. They can be self-focused or self-centered. And they uh, feed on other people's fears. So an aggressive uh, action or comment might be, um, you know, targeting someone's fears or pushing their buttons consciously. Mm-hmm. And so essentially an aggressive approach is a, a win-lose approach. So that would be like uh, someone with orange hair in a big house, maybe the colour of white. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, you lost me there. <laughs> that would be the President of the United States. Ah, Yes. He, he would be, yes, his style would be much more aggressive. Mm-hmm. So I'm amazing, you're not as amazing as me, and, um, yeah. And, you know, he says a lot of things that people feel quite, you know, hurt by. Well, he's polarizing. And affected by. He's yeah. polarizing, yeah. Whereas Obama, mm-hmm. I think his communication style was much more assertive and balanced yeah. and about what he's trying to achieve, but also considering other people's feelings, particularly, you know, minorities. Yeah. So that's that's aggressive behavior. Some people tend to act in that manner thinking they're assertive, but not realizing that they're actually walking all over people and, and hurting their feelings. So let's look at the other extreme, which is passive behavior. So... A passive – now, keeping in mind, I, I was about to say a passive person, but people are not um, passive or aggressive in all situations and you're not stuck in one form or the other. 
So you might be a very, you might be quite passive at work, but at home you're quite assertive and you can get your needs met quite easily at home. But in your workplace, for whatever reason, you're stuck in the style of, of passive communication. So it's contextual. It is contextual, mm. yeah. Or the other extreme, where at home you don't feel comfortable to assert your needs, but at work you feel safe and okay to be able to communicate in an mm-hmm. assertive manner. So a passive uh, style would be you don't express your needs. Um, there's probably a fear of you know what the repercussions would be if you were to speak out. Um, you don't get what you want. You personally may get hurt in the process, um, but you don't tell other people. You don't share that hurt with anyone else. You might miss out on opportunities that come up. Um, it impacts on your self-esteem and your confidence. And essentially, uh, the passive way of communicating or approach is a lose-win. So you lose out because you've remained quiet and um, in the background where and, and someone else or the other party wins. So that's quite unfortunate. So that, that's, there are obvious situations where that happens maybe in the workplace or whatever, but there are more subtle versions of that where you might be um, withholding your opinion about something with your partner um, in order to keep the peace. Yeah. And all that does is let resentment build up because you don't get to express yourself. That's it. I mean, just because you're passive and you, um, you know, accept in the moment a lose-win situation, you're right because the, the emotions will build up. The resentment around that will build up and, and maybe there's a little bit of blaming going on as well. Mm-hmm. And not taking responsibility and not taking charge for, um, you know, what, what you need. It may not be safe to do so. So I, I think about an example in my past is I've accepted, you know, in a, in a past relationship, I've accepted behavior that um, is, you know, not, not very nice towards me. And I haven't said anything. I haven't stood up for myself because I haven't wanted to rock the boat. And, you know, as a result, I feel, feel like I, I um, was the loser in that situation. And um, you're right, I, I felt a lot of resentment. But essentially, it's up to me, it's my responsibility to speak up and say, hey, that's not okay. I, yeah. You know, that's not okay for you to treat me that way or talk to me that way. Um, and I've had to learn how to be less passive and more assertive. Yeah. And that just brings me up brings me to another point Alex and that is some people that are you know naturally maybe they've grown up being a little bit more passive in the way they communicate um have a fear that if they assert themselves that they might go to the other extreme and become aggressive. And this applies to women quite a bit where they have a fear that you know they might end up being like that aggressive abusive person that they're trying to avoid Mm. being and is there a a stigma or um a perception that's different between the genders that a woman being more assertive than a man is taken to be aggressive whereas for a man it's okay to be assertive Mm. or even closer to the aggressive scale and that's still tolerable 
I think that's, that does happen, particularly with assertive women. Um, again, like this is the other extreme of what I said before, where assertive women are often seen as aggressive, mm. like a, a woman who stands up for her rights and states what she needs is often called a bitch or a bitchy person. And I find that astonishing. Now, you can, there are bitchy people, don't get me wrong, mm. but I mean, I have worked for quite strong women that are um, assertive and clearly not aggressive, but have been labelled as, um, you know, a bit of a ball breaker. Mm-hmm. And, and I really don't like that because that's not a label they would give a male boss or a male supervisor. Um, and it, yeah, that gender divide is still there. So, but then men have to tolerate the, the opposite of that. And a man that is, I guess, trying to consider and, and be, um, be considerate of other people's feelings can be seen as passive. Or called a wuss. Or called a wuss, mm. yeah. Where they're, they're trying to make, I guess, trying to create a win-win situation in their workplace. And, you know, from maybe this is coming more from other men where they get labelled as wussy or um, passive or easygoing. When in fact, you know, I think they're the better bosses and they're, they're considerate of their community, the people that they work with. Because mm, even though, you know, times are changing and stereotypes are changing, I still think a woman who is assertive can still be labelled or perceived as being very ballsy. Mm. You know, whereas a man doing the same isn't. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And I think... An example of that, and I'm hopeless with politicians and names except Trump, um, but I know the um, Prime Minister of Germany, and mm-hmm. I've forgotten her name. Do you remember? Merkel. Merkel. The Merkel? I don't know. We'll have to look it up. Um, but I, I, I know there was a bit of an incident between Trump and her yeah. where he was um, quite undermining. Yeah. And, you know, she was being quite assertive with him. Um, so that was an interesting dynamic. Um, so look, it is true that people get labelled when in fact what they're doing is quite appropriate and quite, you know, assertive. So how do you turn assertiveness into a positive experience? That means you get what you need. Hmm. Um, but I guess, does it really matter what other people think of you or is there a way to achieve that balance of getting what you need but still being perceived as someone who is, I guess, courageous or is res- mm. respects themselves enough to go after what they need? Well, first of all, you've got to – like it, it's nice to care about other people but essentially you can't control what they think about you. Mm-hmm. So what people think about you is none of your business. And I think that's a really good motto to live by. There's nothing we can do about it. They will always have an opinion or a judgment. Um, So letting that go is really important. But being kind and considerate as well as being able to be clear about what you want is really the key. So we've talked about aggressive people and what they do and passive people. Let's talk a bit about what passive-aggressive behaviour is. 
Oh, so we're going both sides of the spectrum. Both sides. So this is, if you think about that spectrum that I talked about, it's like bouncing from one extreme to the other. Bouncing. <laughs> um, so passive-aggressive behaviour. People often you know, refer to, to someone being passive-aggressive, but what does it actually mean? If you communicate in this way, in a passive-aggressive way, you may say yes when you really mean no. And sometimes we do this to appear to be nice and say yes, but deep down we're kind of resentful and we really want to say no. For example, if someone says, can you, can you drive me to the airport? Um, and you don't really want to do it, but, you know, you say yes and you end up doing it, but you end up not feeling great about it. Or when a friend asks you to help move or help do something that you really don't want to do, but you say yes. But is passive-aggressive just about saying yes or is it about saying yes with a conditional response? Like, yeah, sure, I'd love to. Uh, look, it's probably going to take me out of my way a little bit and I might be late for something, but sure, I'm sure I can work that in somehow. Well, you're actually being honest there oh, okay. by saying, you know, I may not have time to do it, but yes, I will do it. The The aggressive part is where there's a kick. There's a kicker. There's, um, for example, it might come out sarcastically mm-hmm. um, or you might complain about that person behind their back. So another example of being passive aggressive is you might, somebody might say, oh, can I borrow your drill? <laughs> trying to think of what people borrow um, and you don't really want to give them your drill, but you might delay the process of handing it over for a few weeks. You know, they might contact you and say, oh, you remember, can I, I asked about the drill, can I grab it from you? And you, yeah, 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 yeah. But it doesn't happen and you delay it. That's, that's kind of like a, a way of saying, I don't really want to give it to you, but I'm saying yes on the surface. Right. So it is. It is an aggressive way, but it's not in-your-face aggressive. So the opposite of passive-aggressive would be, I guess, being so open on everything that if you didn't want to give it to someone, you would just tell them outright, look, uh, I really don't want to give it to you. <laughs> is, that, is that another form of... Okay, so the opposite of passive-aggressive... Um, where like passive aggressive is really indirectly stating. Yeah, it's the most indirect way of st- stating what you what you need and what you want. Um, so the other extreme of that might be directly saying it, but it could be aggressive. Yeah, there's no effing way you're getting my drill, <laughs> for example. Yeah, but another way might be. Um, and the more balanced way is the assertive way to say, well, actually, I would love to lend it to you, but I, um, I've had I'm, a bad experience. I've had a bad before. experience of lending mm. things out, and I really have made a decision not to lend out my, my, my tools to anybody. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I can't do it. Yeah. So you're feeling good about what you need to do, which is protect your, your stuff. Mm-hmm. And, but you're also communicating a no, but in a gentle way. So in a relationship, let's talk about how assertiveness plays out between Mm. a couple, for instance. Um, Obviously, at times, uh, people have different needs or different things that they want uh, within the relationship. Communicating it directly to your partner is what you're saying is obviously the best way to do it because you're being completely open and transparent 
Is there a problem with being too open and transparent? Yeah, so this is a tricky one and it's trial and error sometimes because sometimes we can be a little bit, yeah, too open, say too much about how we're feeling about the other. Um, And, you know, a classic example of that is, does my ass look big in this? (laughs) And you say, yep. (laughs) Now, is, is that necessary? I don't know. Um, it depends on the nature of your relationship. Some people would say, just don't ask that question. <laughs> yeah. Or like if, if you have a um, kind of open, um, trusting relationship where that kind of conversation can happen and you can laugh it off, fair enough. Then you can go ahead and do that. But you have to choose your battles. And is that worth having that conversation with your partner? I don't know. That's something you have to you have to think about. But... Your question, Alex, was about can you be too open? Was mm. that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think if you go back to the keys of being assertive, which is about mutual respect, and you stick to that, then you can't really go wrong. Yeah. I think. I'm trying to think of a scenario where you're, you're being considerate of your partner's needs but also – um, you know, standing up for your needs where you could go wrong. And I, and I can't think of an example. It yep. doesn't mean there isn't one, but I really can't. So, you know, if you're genuinely being assertive, you should be okay. And then it's also about not protecting or not trying to protect your partner um, from getting hurt. Yeah. Because sometimes we might be open and honest about our feelings about something, it might end up hurting your partner in some way. But it's how you say it that's important. Okay. So it's about respecting the other as as your equal. And like I said, mutual respect. Um, And not being scared to express your need to the other uh, because that's just as important. Um, And... Valuing a fair exchange of ideas. So if I express, if I'm being assertive and I express something to you, to give you the opportunity to, you know, respond to that as well. And an assertive approach is about um, not intending to hurt you, but just to express my needs. So there's no intention to hurt. And it's a win-win situation. The outcome really should be a win-win, essentially. So is Obviously, assertiveness is the giving of information, expressing yourself. On the receiving end, is there another way to receive an assertive uh, communication? Like how do you – like if, if, if someone says to you, hey, um, such and such, I don't want this or that mm. – and is there a way to respond that says, I hear what you say, I acknowledge what you say, and I'm going back to a previous episode yeah. of communication, I validate what you say, uh, but here is my opinion mm. on it, and respectfully, I disagree or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, like, we, I mean, we just had a conversation earlier today about um, what we both wanted to do in the evening, and because we were recording a couple of these episodes, you know, I, I was able to say, well, actually, what I'd like to do is just chill out and watch a movie, relax. Now, you may not have wanted to do that, 
And you may have said, well, actually, what I'd like to do is go out. And then we would negotiate. So that's being assertive. So a passive um, example of, of, of what I've just talked about might be, well, I don't know, what do you want to do? And a passive-aggressive example might be, yeah, okay, let's go out. But deep down I'm thinking I'm going to hate it and I'm, gonna, I'm angry and I'm upset, but I won't tell him and then I'll talk about it later. Maybe I'll never talk about it and it'll just build up to the next time something else happens, which is not very um, functional for, for a healthy relationship. Yeah. So... Yeah, so assertiveness is really important and, um, you know, it, it's a skill to build for all areas of our lives. We, I really believe in modelling assertive communication to our children um, because, you know, they, are, they listen and watch what we do more than what we say. Well, that's, that's a really interesting point because when you start getting kids involved, then you, you are actually modelling and there was, not long ago, I was at the post office and uh, there was a woman there with a couple of kids and she was getting stuck into the person behind the counter about an issue or something that she'd bought and mm. they were trying to appease her, but she was being quite, I'd say she was aggressive. And I could see her kids watching her go through this process and I felt really bad that this is the model that's being provided to them in yeah. how you get things done. Um, and that for me was, um, that was a real indicator of the impact that what we do around kids mm. can have uh, that kind of impact for them and, and set that kind of blueprint that this is how you negotiate. Yeah. Yeah. And look, this is where they start learning how to communicate effectively and I know that whenever I'm not an assertive person in all circumstances, I can I can say that now, but my aim is always to communicate assertively. But I know that whenever I do, I end up feeling good about myself, feeling confident. Um, I feel like I'm achieving something because to assert yourself is really to get your needs met, and that's important in a relationship, in an intimate relationship for sure, but particularly in a workplace, um, there's, there's nothing worse than, you know, working in a job where you feel no one listens to you, you're, you can't speak up, you can't achieve what you want. It's very disempowering, disheartening. So I know that I feel better whenever I do uh, make a conscious effort to assert my needs. Yeah, I think it's just getting over that fear of, you know, what's going to happen if I do express my true feelings that mm. I, I I want something. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, as I said at the beginning of the episode, we're not mind readers. And if you don't actually say it, there's no possibility of your needs being met mm-hmm. if the other person doesn't actually know what you truly feel or want. Yeah. And look, I, I can think of an example of um, uh, quite recently in my workplace where I was in a, a meeting and someone, you know, quite superior in the um, in in the the team meeting that I was in, made a statement, and I and I thought, now I can sit here and um, you know think about how I disagree, or I can say something. And how you say it is really important. 
And so, you know, I guess in the past, I would probably would have said nothing and just gone along with it. But I thought, no, this, I feel strongly about this. So what I said was, I actually disagree. And these are the reasons that I disagree. So I, you know, it's important sometimes to back up you know, the difference of opinion and, and the reasons behind it. And I was able to state what the reasons were. And as a result, at the end of that conversation, what the thing that I was requesting was what happened, what was agreed upon. And I felt really good. I walked out of that meeting and I thought, you know, it's not a huge achievement, but it's, but it's a minor little achievement that when, when you do enough of those and it builds up, it's, it's a great feeling mm. and, you know, it's a feeling of agency that I can make a difference in my workplace, I can make a difference in my relationship and, um, you know, I can make a difference in our community and this is why we're doing this podcast because we're kind of, you and I, Alex, we're asserting ourselves in terms of what we believe is important in relationships. Yeah, I mean, the really the reason we're doing this is to make a difference to people because we feel strongly that good relationships are just a slight change in perspective away mm. on some points. And so a little little piece of information delivered in the right way can make a difference to someone. Yeah. And how, how you do it is important. Now, we've talked about, you know, I statements before because if, if you're making a statement and blaming the other person – by saying you do this and you do that, that comes across as quite aggressive. So go back and listen to our episode on um, which one was that one? Uh, <laughs> I've forgotten was, the name of it. That was shut up and talk. Shut to up me. and talk to me. Um, that's a good one. I think we've referred to that a few times. So you know, stick to I statements, and um, you can't go wrong really, because when you're when you're using I statements, you're taking responsibility. Mm. And is there, for anyone who's listening out there that might feel a little bit that they're more on the passive side of things, are there yeah. any tools or any um, exercises or anything that they can practice to, I guess, focus on being a bit, little bit more assertive? Well, this is where mindfulness is, uh, plays a really important part. Be conscious and aware of times when you've been passive. So start with noticing where you haven't spoken up where you've, you didn't stand for what was important for you. Just notice it initially. And you do that for a while. So you're becoming more self-aware and mindful of the pattern. That's the first step. The step, second step would be to, just in a small area, start practicing asserting your needs. Now, it could be with someone that you feel quite safe and confident with. So it could be a good, you know, close friend. And it could be as minor as um, your friend, you know, says, oh, I've only got um, a beer. Would you like a beer? And you say, no, actually, I'd like a wine. Can we go and, you know, go to the bottle shop and get a wine? I don't know why I'm talking about alcohol. <laughs> it's just come up as an example. So in small areas, if you can practice, you know, it's, it's a new skill to develop. So I would suggest don't start with your boss. And standing up to your boss with something that's really important. Start with little things and you get into the habit of going um, or just, you know, having that self-talk happening in your head of, gee, this is important to me. I haven't said anything that, that I need to say. Next time when I'm in this situation, make a commitment to yourself. 
to say what you need to say. And you'll get better and better and better at it to the point where, you know, you'll develop more assertive skills. Mm. You can almost start with your pet dog, taking them for a walk and being more assertive. <laughs> well, yeah, dogs are a good place to, to practice yeah. um, because... There's you know, no repercussions. There's no repercussions, but also they love it when you're assertive with them. You can be the alpha dog. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point to end the conversation. No, I think we're barking up the wrong tree now. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for today. Uh, assertiveness is important and it's something that we all should practice and um, we should stand by our beliefs and make them known to other people. Without walk- walking all over them. Correct. And I assert right now that we should end this show. <laughs> all right. That's it from us this time. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. If you like this episode, then please consider subscribing to find out whenever a new episode drops. You can do that on Apple Podcasts, that's a little purple button on your iPhone, iTunes or Stitcher. You can, of course, go to our website at www.thednaofmindfulrelationships.com or our Facebook page where you can like us and share our show with your friends. Send us an email to info at the DNA of mindful relationships.com and ask us questions or give us feedback or maybe suggest some ideas for some upcoming shows. We look forward to catching you next time and until then, stay mindful. Stay mindful.